Let's listen to this man. He got some good news for you. Hey, everybody. Gather near. The doctor's in the house. So lend him your ear. The things he can say might even make your day. He might even help your pain go away. The doctor is in the house. The doctor is in the house. Let the doctor know what's bothering you. I'm sure he can tell you just what to do. The doctor is in the house. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, Dr. Ron here. Dr. Ron is the doctor in the house this Saturday for our COVID discussion. And today will be short because we're getting toward the end of the end of the year. And I know a lot of you are very busy with it, with this holiday season. This program, ladies and gentlemen, contains general medical information. The medical information heard here is not advice and should not be treated as such. You are encouraged to confirm any information obtained from this program with other sources and review all information regarding any medical condition or treatment with your physician. And I do welcome you today with an attitude of gratitude. And there are so many research papers now coming out. Everybody's talking about gratitude because it boosts your immune system. And how important is that today? It lowers your blood pressure and you will experience fewer symptoms of illnesses. And positive people also typically experience better sleep and increased tolerance for aches and pains and stronger relationships. So we'll talk more about that on Tuesday when we have our strategies for getting through this coming holiday season. So it's pretty hard to, to know where to start anymore. Uh, but again, I keep going back to that analogy of the ship and uh, ships don't sink because of water around them. They sink because of water in them. And please don't let what's happening around you get inside of you and weigh you down. And on a positive note, just remember, nobody has died of old age since March. Since this COVID started, nobody has died of old age. Isn't that incredible? 
So we have to wear more smiles and less masks if we want to defeat this virus, in my opinion. In my opinion. And we have to be super spreaders, super spreaders of love, of light, of truth, and, of course, gratitude. We have to use our phone less, right? We've talked about that so many times. And we just remember to put it in perspective, thousands have died with COVID, right? But also thousands have died with glasses. You know, it's all relative. And as a, as a sort of a joke, I mean, who would have thought one day we'd be smoking weed at the family gathering, but the illegal part would be the family gathering? Isn't this just a crazy, crazy, crazy season we're experiencing? All right, so let's just uh, go through a few things and then we'll get ready for Tuesday's show. Uh, you know, about the vaccine, just remember, not all of the panel uh, voted to give this vaccine to the elderly. Uh, there were doctors... One doctor out of the 14 who, who uh, dissented, and that woman was Dr. Helen Keep Talbot of Vanderbilt University. She told her colleagues, I still struggle with this. This was not an easy vote because she was worried that the vaccine would be given to frail, old, vulnerable, vulnerable people. And she's afraid that, you know, if this vaccine failed in this group, how would the rest of the public feel about it? How would they feel if residents in, in nursing homes started dying after getting this vaccine? We're seeing what's, what is happening to healthy individuals who get this vaccine. They're passing out. They're getting facial paralysis, uh, transverse myelitis. And I can't confirm it, but I hear there's even been a death of a nurse after she got this vaccine. And remember... COVID-19 vaccines have not been tested in frail and elderly. Just remember that. They were left out of the testing. And this, these vaccines were developed and put on the market in eight weeks. Now, the conspiracy theorists and uh, those that look at the patents and so forth can show you patents for these, this type of vaccine from, you know, from a few years back. So maybe they have been working on one. But remember that the clinical trials of COVID vaccine have not been used in the frail and elderly. There have been no frail and elderly volunteers. And well, you know, Dr. Talbot worries about public perception. Well, that is important, but you know, I'm more important, more concerned with the people that are dying. Other physicians, though, have also stated that they are concerned because these vaccines have not been studied in those that are elderly. We don't know how it's going to work for them. It may not work in the frail and elderly as it did in the fit ones that were part of the, of the trial. And if you read a lot of reports about what happened at the meeting, very few doctors were allowed to dissent or even discuss they're real opinions. They just went right to a vote.
So if elderly people start dying, what are they going to say? Uh, they were going to die anyway? Maybe it's their long-term health conditions, not the vaccine. Don't get fussed up about it. And you, if you follow John Rappaport, he's been reminding readers for months on the huge percentage of so-called COVID deaths that have been occurring among elderly in nursing homes and long-term care facilities, hospitals, and even in their homes because they were, were already suffering from multiple long-term serious health conditions. And we're on many, many different kinds of medications. Of course, if you get the diagnosis of COVID, you are deathly terrified. And you're isolated then, right? You're cut off from your family and friends. How many of these elderly just gave up and died? Don't even need the virus. Don't even need the vaccine. So this is where we, where, where our country is right now, uh, with the rich getting richer, with a big transfer of health, the billionaires, a wealth of billionaires getting to be trillionaires, and the middle class uh, being hammered out of existence. Just remember this flawed PCR test that I've been talking about Saturday after Saturday. You know, it's useless, it's deceptive, and is what's holding this whole pandemic in place. We have a case-demic, lots and lots of cases. The PCR test was never meant to diagnose this viral disease. What will happen if every state like Florida now directs the labs to reveal how many cycles they run the PCR test? Because even Emperor Fauci asserts that anything more than 35 makes the test useless. Yet the FDA and the CDC continue to recommend running tests of up to 40 cycles. So how many millions of false positives have they created? How many people have, be, have, have just gone crazy with fear and, and lowered their immunity and actually came, became sick with something else? So if, if uh, other states start following Florida, wow. What's going to happen? And I told you, Portugal has outlawed the test. They said it was only, only good for 3% of the diagnoses, 3%. Ay, ay, ay. What, is, what happened to us? So remember we used to say, is the economy stupid? Well, really for the, this pandemic or whatever you want to call it, is the cycle stupid? Is the test stupid? The test spits out false positives like a fire hose. And you know, what is the end result? What is the domino effect of all this with the lockdowns and the economic devastation you see on television, the gym owners, the restaurant owners, small business owners going out of, out of business and then all their employees and the food pantries can't keep enough food to feed everybody in the United States of America.
And the smoking gun in this whole thing is Emperor Fauci, who stated that COVID, the COVID test has a fatal flaw, flaw. The expert of experts said that it has a fatal flaw. He said that July 16th of 2020. He said, quote, the PCR COVID test is useless and misleading when the test is run at 35 cycles or higher. A positive result indicating infection cannot be accepted or believed. And what, and, and, and what have we done because of these fraudulent numbers? The numbers are false, creating lockdowns, other restraining measures. So um, then you think the vaccine is going to be the answer to everything, right? So you think once you get the vaccine, everything will be okay. You won't have to wear a mask or anything. You think it will mean freedom. Not only will nothing change, but Vin Gupta from MSNBC said, but the vaccine will not stop either infection or spread of the virus. Just because you get vaccinated after the second dose does not mean you should be traveling, he said at Meet the Press. You could still get infected. You could still pass it along to others. In other words, the COVID-19 vaccines do a whole lot of nothing except increase your risk of death and serious side effects. Remember, the endpoint for a successful vaccine was to decrease mild to moderate symptoms. It wasn't to decrease or kill the virus. It wasn't to decrease hospitalizations. It wasn't to measure how much it would decrease deaths. So you'll still need to wear face masks or as they, they, they're called muzzles or Facebooks. You'll have to treat other human beings like the walking plague and go through the motions of a pandemic compliance, just the same as if you did not get vaccinating, vaccinated. So how compelling is it to get vaccinated? You get vaccinated and you're still not liberated from the muzzles or the masks. Everything's going to still apply, even though you get the two doses. And now there's talk that you may need a booster dose every four to six months. And we still do not know what's going to happen with immune enhancement. When the persons who are vaccinated come in contact with the real virus, will they get extra sick? Will their immune system not recognize it and go into a super autoimmunity and start destroying your own body? Next to nothing is known about these vaccines other than they were rushed into development and production, right? So we have to keep our guard up. You have to make up your own mind after you read about these vaccines, whether you're going to get have them jab you or not. Are we the real guinea pigs? Are we the rats? To see how 
this vaccine is going to affect us. Remember, this vaccine was authorized, emergency use authorization, not approved. But then again, on the positive slide, please remember that asymptomatic spread of COVID-19 is not actually real. Asymptomatic spread is almost non-existent. And really nobody knows for sure exactly what these vaccines will do, but they're all advising everybody to go out and get it. Some people are even saying vaccinated people should stay locked down. You know, like they're just like they may have a, a, a cold or something's going to happen to them after these vaccines. So if you have comorbidities, it's not going to be like 2021 for you right away. I'm sorry to say. So Gupta says the public messaging strategy is to insist that people who have received two boosting shots should still distance, do still use physical distance, wear masks, and avoid social engagements. Stay dumb. I'd rather you stay vigilant and get on with your life and get on with some some socialization. This COVID-19 is destroying the weakest and poorest. It's destroying the frail, the elderly, those with comorbidities in our depressed neighborhoods, those with obesity, insulin resistance, and above all, vitamin D deficiency. Even Emperor Fauci says he takes vitamin D. million Americans file for unemployment. 29 new billionaires were created. The five richest men in the United States grew their wealth by $101.7 billion between March and June. And we're watching on television. We're watching small businesses being destroyed. Is this the great reset that we've been warned about? Everything that we have to uh, pay attention to. Yet there's thousands of doctors that are against everything that the emperor is doing. Top doctors are saying vaccinating everyone is really not necessary. I told you about uh, Dr. Raman Oskoe, one of the nation's top cardiologists, when he was asked on Fox News by Laura Ingram whether or not getting vaccinated would be necessary. And he said, absolutely, it would not. Vaccination creates artificial herd immunity. It looks like a natural herd immunity is already developing, though. But there's also the Great Barrington uh, that was signed by thousands and thousands of doctors 
saying we should have been using the less expensive, more, more efficient hydroxychloroquine. We should avoid lockdowns. And we don't mask unless we're infected because it decreases our oxygen and it increases our carbon dioxide. And the both of them result in decreased immunity. We're getting a lot more bacterial pneumonias because people are not treating their masks uh, with respect. And what do you think, ladies and gentlemen? What's going to happen to... I, I, I read a figure, and I don't have it in front of me, like 500 million masks just thrown around in the street for from this virus, this deadly virus. They're, if you believe them, these, these masks are coated with deadly viruses. They're laying in the street. They're laying in trash cans. They're going to the, the trash dump. Hmm. So you really have to think for yourself. You really have to, to read. You have to, uh, you know, tune into uh, Robert Kennedy Jr. and his Child Defense Network. Learn something about vaccines. When he says it's safe, it'll, it'll be safe. Uh, I think you could trust him. The flu vaccine, that's another... another uh, issue and although i reported back in march how 36 percent of flu vaccine recipients were more likely to get the covid the cdc tried to discredit that program that that study but now it's coming back to bite them because uh, it has been proven that the study was a valid study but the CDC tried to discredit it as they tried to discredit and did discredit hydroxychloroquine because I, the emperor loved the remdesivir. He did not like the $60 hydroxychloroquine. So you really should read about these vaccines. What do you think's in these vaccines? We all know about the aborted fetal cells, right? The Pfizer vaccine includes mRNA, that's messenger RNA, lipids, 4-hydroxybutyl, bis, hexane, 2-polyethylene glycol, N-N-ditetra-dicycloacetamide, one, two, diazesterol, I can't even pronounce these things, cholesterol, potassium chloride, mom basic potassium phosphate, sodium chloride, sodium phosphate dihydrate, and sucrose. In a vaccine that has never, ever been tried before, and never, and no clinical studies, no clinical studies. So let the blind lead the blind, ladies and gentlemen, but I'm asking those with the eyes to be let alone. This whole pandemic was based on a flawed test, the PCR test, and here we are today with millions of cases 
millions of cases, but all from a falsely positive test. 90% false positive in a lot of cases, depending on the cycle time, the CT. How many times this virus is, is, is amplified? Remember the vaccine with author, authorized, not approved. And you know, you've seen the nurses faint on television, I'm sure by now. So look, if you have an opportunity, uh, please read the reports by John Rappaport, R-A-P-P-O-P-O-R-T. He has really dug into this and has hundreds and hundreds of articles on Right from the beginning, he's been right on uh, the money. You know, he'll tell you how they changed the definition of a, of a pandemic. He'll talk about the hysteria. Mm, ladies and gentlemen, this has been a tough time for your host because, uh, you know, I... I do do a lot of reading and I am in contact daily with other physicians. Some who think, like I do, that uh, the vaccine uh, won't be necessary for the majority of people because we have already a herd immunity uh, within our ranks. That if you get sick, early treatment with ivermectin or hydroxychloroquine is less dangerous and less toxic. Childrenshealthdefense.org. Childrenshealthdefense.org. Another great resource to find out why and how the FDA approved this Pfizer vaccine at warp speed. The real motivation for attempting to vaccinate millions of healthy people. And articles there about the vaccine. Is it the answer to COVID? So this data that they've been giving us on COVID has been faulty and it's really hard for any business, anyone to operate with faulty data. And I don't want to get back into this, but we've talked about it this past year about the inflated death data. I mean, the cases are inflated. You know, we've hardly had any flu deaths and we usually have 65,000 a year, more or less. They're gone. Cardiac deaths are gone. Cancer deaths are down. Where'd they all go? Well, they all got pushed into COVID. But as a study from John Hopkins revealed, the total number of deaths from last year to this year has not really changed. And we have a quote unquote pandemic. Of course, John Hopkins retracted it, but the numbers don't lie. And, and it's the same all over. So the number of deaths in the United States are deaths with confirmed or presumed COVID. You know, you don't even have to have the test to be, to, to, to be uh, listed as a COVID death. All the physician signs a death certificate has to do is he say he, he thinks you had COVID. 
they even gave gave it a new death. But we don't have to go there. A new, uh, uh, not a new death, God forbid. They gave it a new code. So really, again, 10% of people died from COVID. The rest died with COVID and had underlying comorbidities. Maybe some of them had the flu. Maybe, you know, these, these 600,000 uh, people more or less a year die from cardiac disease, 650,000 from cancer. 400,000 from physicians' mistakes. And we don't, we, you know, we haven't even gotten into that. Nobody's even mentioning that, right? Lots of uh, prominent people, though, have gotten into it and written books about it. And the bottom line, the icing on the cake is Pfizer and all the other vaccine ma uh, manufacturers are given complete legal protection. So why wouldn't they put a vaccine out there? They don't, if they, you know, if it kills people, so be it. You can't sue them. It's going to get pretty hard even to sue the government because they're just going to cover your lost wages if you're lucky enough just to to live. And then you're suing yourself because you're the you're. The, we're funding all these government agencies, all these alphabet soups. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Dr. Ron, host of Dr. Ron Unfiltered, Uncensored. We'll be back on Tuesday with uh, strategies, strategies to uh, help you get through the holidays, how to remain healthier, happier, wiser. Tips for beating holiday stress, huh? Let's, let's talk about that on Tuesday. So thank you. Enjoy the rest of your weekend, and uh, thanks for putting up with me. I just had to uh, bring you up to date. Have a great afternoon. Hey, everybody. Dr. Ron's finished for the day. I hope you got some good wisdom for what the man had to say. And it's all about good health. He's the man you got to see. He has a lot more answers for you. So tune in next week. When the doctor is in the house Or when the doctor is in the house And let the doctor know what's bothering you When the doctor is in the house The doctor is in the house The doctor is in the house And let the doctor know what's bothering you Sure, he can tell you just what to do. The doctor is in the house. The doctor is in the house. Let the doctor know what's bothering you when the doctor is in the house. So if you have a pain, call the doctor. If you have a strain, Call the doctor and let the doctor know what's bothering you when the doctor is in the house. The doctor is in the house. See you next week. <laughs>